and is related with the balance in myself between the masculine and feminine. Uh, some time ago, I started having problems with my right side, like a lot of pain, a lot of things, and any doctor can become with the solution is something just that happened. And also certain things uh, related with my ability to uh, take action in life. Uh, I'm very idealistic, very in my feminine side, but how I could, um, for more than a try, I cannot uh, take like this masculine attitude uh, in front of life, uh, be more active, more secure, more confident to, uh, with myself, with the world. Uh, I think also I cannot find out that I reject in certain way the, uh, the masculine energy and it brings me a lot of trouble in my life because I think that things are not flowing. So I would like you to uh, guide me how I can overcome this. Let's first understand the situation and then see whether we can come to a solution. The way we seem to be presently comprehending and narrating the situation is this. The questioner says there is a masculine and feminine side to being. And in her case, there appears an imbalance. And then, due to that perceived imbalance, uh, she is talking of a few problems. First of all, this masculine and feminine concept. We do not have a masculine and a feminine part within us. This is important to understand. All that we are is purely feminine. hundred percent feminine. Every cell of the body, every thought, every impulse, instinct, emotion is feminine. Irrespective of whether we are talking of a man or a woman or some other category, doesn't matter. The entire universe is prakriti which is feminine this division of 
द बॉडिली वर्ल्ड और द एक्सटर्नल एम्बॉडीड वर्ल्ड इन टू द टू हाव्स ऑफ मैस्कुलिनिटी एंड फेमिनिटी इज प्रिटी इल्यूजरी वॉट देन इज दैट विच इज नॉट फेमिनिन If we say everything about us is feminine, then are we talking of some kind of feminine monism? Are we talking of some kind of feminine non-duality? No, not quite. That center of our consciousness. that has the choice to either fall towards all the forms and objects and the feminine expansion or to seek liberation and rejoice in its own solitary freedom is the masculine or purush everything that carries form name appearance color weight everything that can be talked of conceptually described is just feminine feminine in the sense of it being prakritik belonging to the material universe being directed by the laws of physical materiality right it is not the feminine that is ever a problem never prakriti is a machine unto itself it does not really seek much except its own continuation of which the most obvious and closest example is the body the body does not seek to understand the body seeks no liberation the body does not want love the body is not concerned with any higher order of existence all that the body needs is conditions favorable to its sustenance and comfortable continuation easy going simple no problems no problems and equally no aspirations no aspirations even 
of a spiritual nature. And then there is consciousness. And consciousness implies choice. You can either look at Prakriti, allured by it, feel utterly enamored, go so close to it that you start getting not only attached but actually identified or you could see through this entire game and say enough. This does not help me really, offers me excitement, offers me consolations, pleasures, happinesses, but none of them has any foundation. None of them is reliable or long-lasting. None of them leave me really contented. Therefore, I need to have a different and higher relationship with the feminine. Therefore, I must reevaluate my approach towards Prakriti. And that is called self-inquiry. That is the essence of all wisdom. To see who you are and what your relationship with your body, thoughts, concepts, moods, emotions, and what your relationship with this entire sensual universe is and must be. That's the task of the Purusha, the masculine. Those who have known have told us that the right relationship between the masculine and the feminine cannot be of consumption or even interdependence. Consumption happens within Prakriti, but without the expectation that consumption will lead to fulfillment. If you look at the physical nature all around you, go to a jungle, there's a continuous dance of consumption there. Trees are consuming through their roots. Animals are consuming the fruits and animals are consuming each other. But there nobody is expecting that any consumption of this kind, of the material kind, will lead to an inner contentment. Just as we keep consuming air and oxygen all the time via our lungs, but hardly anyone expects oxygen to bring him liberation. So consumption happens all the time in Prakriti, but without the misplaced expectation that consumption of any kind can lead to fulfillment. 
Purush, on the other hand, the masculine, when he consumes prakriti, like when we consume money or a man or a woman or prestige or a pizza, then the consumption is not merely material but actually psychological. We expect money to bring us much more than mere material goods. We feel that it would offer us a deep inner contentment that we all really so desperately seek. The objects from where we seek contentment through consumption keep varying. But the fact is, all consumption, or maybe most of it, is based on the premise of fulfillment, which it hardly ever brings. So the relationship between the masculine aspect and the feminine aspect cannot be of consumption. And obviously, from that consumption come the situations of attachment and identification as well. That is what is often at the root of a lot of our suffering. Do we see how the entire narrative runs? From head till toe, from the most developed brain till a rudimentary hair follicle, whatever we are, whatsoever can be seen, touched, thought of about us is just feminine. But then we are not merely physical. There is something else about us that probably is related to the physical, but is yet not physical. An example of that is the thing called love. Can you hold love in your hands? Can you weigh it, measure it, tell its color, place it somewhere, store it? It has no material properties. There is consciousness, and that consciousness, though in intimate contact with the body, seeks something far beyond the body. That consciousness is masculine, that is Purush. That masculinity, probably needless to say, exists as much inside the physical woman as it exists inside the physical man. So it doesn't matter what your gender is, whether you are a male or a female. You have a body, the body is feminine. The body of even a male is feminine. You are conscious, consciousness, at least the center of the consciousness, is masculine, even if you are a woman. It does not 
seek to continue in the game, the endless cycle, the temporality of Prakriti. Prakriti entertains it but does not fulfill it. Right? So, you do not need a balance between the two. You need a right relationship between the two, and these are very different things. You do not need a 50 50 kind of situation. You need a correct relationship, the right relationship. And the right relationship is that of observation. The I, the consciousness, must know, and that knowing happens through observation. You must know what is happening. This body, how is it operating? These thoughts, feelings, emotions that one calls himself, that one calls as I, I am emotional, I am feeling this way, I desire to have that, I am angry, I hold such an opinion. Are all these objects that we so easily attach to the eye really have anything to do with the eye? I am angry. I in this little statement pertains to consciousness. Anger, the function of the masculine is to investigate whether anger is really an in, a thing inherent in consciousness or does it have to do with the body. Today, with scientific research, we are in a much better position to see with concrete proof that that which we call as our identity, our thoughts, our values are all so very physical or social. There is hardly anything about us that can be called as our own. It either comes from our genes or comes from the accidental situations we have found ourselves in since our birth. This is the task of the masculine. This is what the Purush has to figure out. All that one is thinking of, all that one takes as himself or his own, is it really his own? Or have things happened just randomly and random association has been mistakenly taken as an individual choice? <clears throat> Ultimately, there is just this one choice to make for the masculine or the purush and that one choice is 
do I want to keep playing a game that is already rigged? Do I want to be an unwelcome, needless and misfit presence in a place that is really not meant for me? Or do I do that which I must do? Let Prakriti take its own course. We said everything about us is feminine, everything bodily is prakritic, so even the brain is prakritic. And the brain is the seat of intellect. The brain is also the seat of memory analysis. The brain knows how to go about the business of life. Is there really a need for the eye sense to poke its nose in every small thing? The feet know how to walk, the eyes know how to see, the lungs know how to breathe, the intellect knows how to process data, the memory knows how much data to really store. Does one really need the I, the me to intervene in all this business? That's the task of the Purush and that is self-inquiry. <laughs>